Kevin, is that you? Um, Jeremy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's Kevin. Where are you? I'm at home, Kevin. Where are you? I'm at home. Are, are you, you sure you're not a ghost? I'm not a ghost. Are you a ghost? You have to tell me if you're a ghost. This is entrapment. I'm not a ghost, Kevin. I'm not a ghost. All right, you're not a ghost. I'm not a ghost. I mean, uh, we're not even supposed to record today. Oh, no. It's finally happened. We've mind-linked. This is going to make it weird to poo. Oh, no. I'm going to describe all my poops to you in vivid detail. If you describe your poops to me, I'm going to describe my poops back at you. Well, we both know that I have more practice describing poops, Kevin. Hello, Jeremy. Hello, Kevin. I know that we don't usually reference our intros, but um, yeah, okay. I, I feel like you could really write a weird short story from uh, from the song "Kiss on a Rose." <laughs> okay, yeah, no, go for it. What 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 sort of short story do you mean? Well, I mean, just like take a look at the lyrics. Right, there used to be a graying tower alone by the sea. Right, you're like, okay, so there's this weird graying tower by the sea. That's cool. What's yeah. next? You remain um, a like, light. You remain the light on the dark side, side of, of me. me. Okay, so you're. It's from the perspective of an evil twin. <laughs> like okay. you're the light from the dark side of me, right? And then later, like, and you remain my power, my pleasure, my pain. So they're like drawing power from each other, you know. And then maybe there's a floating baby somewhere because well, that, that I- word comes in at some point. Well, I think this is definitely worth a good amount of time. Uh, let's go through some of the lyrics from Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> <laughs> there used to be a graying tower alone on the sea. That's about what you mentioned. Also, it could just be a lighthouse. Yeah. Uh, you became the light on the dark side of me. Still, could just be a lighthouse. <laughs> this is just a man who's in love with a lighthouse. Okay. Uh, because, you know, if if there's a lighthouse and one's, one of your sides is dark and one of you says light because the light's shining on you yeah um this work is a little bit different though love remained a drug that's the high and not the pill so love gets you high but you don't have to take any pills for it so, yeah so well that's because you're in love with the lighthouse yeah yeah you can't take any pills to fuck a lighthouse you can't do it um uh but did you know that when it snows my eyes become large so like some sort of like cyclops situation and the light that you shine can be seen. I really think this is just a lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> and then goes on to, I compare you to a kiss from a rose on the gray. Um, well, you've equated like gray to shadows. Well, so now, I mean, it's a sh- now it's a shadow rose? Well, no, because there used to be a graying tower alone on the sea. And if you're a kiss from a rose on the gray, we know what is gray already, which is the tower. So this is a kiss from a rose on a tower. So you're kissing someone on a lighthouse. I'm going to be honest. We said this is a joke, but I think I'm just figuring out what kiss from a rose <laughs> is about. I think it's about kissing someone on a lighthouse. Uh, I mean, that's pretty romantic, I guess. The more I get you, the stranger it feels. That's just a, a thing to say to someone. Now that your rose is in bloom, 
I guess the light is on the lighthouse. A light yeah. is. Yeah, no, I think this is actually just a about a lighthouse. Like, it's about a lighthouse. I'm gonna be honest. I I think that kind of makes sense. I don't know a whole lot lot about Kiss from a Rose. Um, I know it's in Batman Forever. <laughs> it is, and the video I'm currently looking at right now is Seal standing in front of the bat symbol. Yeah. <laughs> So he's either talking about a lighthouse or he is literally singing about the bat symbol and how much he loves Batman. All right, Kevin, we're not doing this podcast anymore. We're starting a new podcast where we take the lyrics to love songs and analyze them literally. Holy, (laughs) holy shit, Jeremy. I think Kiss from a Rose is about how much Seal loves Batman. (laughs) It's not. Really? Because I'm going to say it fits real well. (laughs) He wrote it about his wife. No, and his wife is Batman. No, it's not. (laughs) 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 I think that if you read this song from the the idea that Seal is singing this to Batman, it fits perfectly On a lighthouse? There you... No, that's the bat symbol. Oh, I see. So the lighthouse is a bat symbol now. Okay, there used to be a graying tower alone on the sea. The sea is Gotham, a place that is, rip, that is full of crime and is just chaos, much yeah. like the sea is chaos. It's a metaphor here. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the, gra- okay. the graying tower is the Gotham Police Department. <laughs> okay, it's not really a tower, though. It's tall. In a lot of games, it's really weirdly tall. That's true, actually. Yeah, and the reason it's tall... Um, is because I got to put a light on it. So when you became the light on the dark side of me, oh my god, maybe, actually, maybe it's not Seal singing this Batman. Maybe this is Gotham singing this to Batman. Or maybe, because, maybe it's um, Commissioner Gordon. That, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it could be yeah. Commissioner Gordon singing this to Batman. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he became the light, both literally because yeah. they put a light on top of the Gotham Police Department. Yeah, and also he's really... Gordon should not be working with a yeah. vigilante. It's the dark side of him. Well, I mean, that's that's why the more he gets of Batman, the stranger it feels. Because he's supposed to be... A, supposed to be a lawman. He's supposed to be a lawman. This vigilante, though, is making him feel things. Yeah. And when the roses in bloom, that's that's when they turn on the light so that Batman will arrive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why his eyes become large. That's like the that 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 must the snow must be a metaphor for like the Joker serum. <laughs> I mean, I think also it just snows a lot in Gotham. That's true. Yeah, um, or snow could be the the pearls that fell from Martha Wayne's neck when she was kicked. Because there's always the pearls falling. It's a big thing. That's true. Big thing is the pearls That's true. falling. Yeah. yeah. So when the when it snows, when Batman became Batman in that moment. Yeah. His um, eyes became large, and the light that he shone could be seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Baby. I think. <laughs> I think we nailed it. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think "Kiss from a Rose" is is Gordon. Gordon's love sing. ballad to Batman. <laughs> love yeah. ballad to Batman. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> uh, hey, we're not doing anything about that. <laughs> As yeah. usual, I can't even like reference that in the in. In, like, the description of this episode <laughs> or the title of this episode, that is just, like, f- like five minutes <laughs> of pure moments. Do we cut that? No, we ke- we're keeping it, Kevin. Okay. <laughs> Do we cut that or release it as its own thing? That's the weirdest thing we've ever done. We're keeping it. We're leaving it in. 
That's also not the weirdest thing we've ever done. It's what definitely I, not the weirdest thing we've ever done. What am I talking done. about? Uh, no, <laughs> um, we do weird things every single week. And uh, on these weeks, we get especially weird, maybe, because uh, <laughs> we're, we're going we're gonna to feature something weird. We're, yeah, we're going to feature some sort of weird creature. We're going to feature a weird creature, a creature feature of weird creatures, if you will. Yeah, so uh, this is the series where we take something from fiction or mythology and we like, hey, what if this existed in the real world? Yeah, yeah, what if what if it was a real thing that you had to deal with? That's <laughs> right. And this week, we have another sort of iconic creature. Uh, it's on a lot of he- uh, heraldry, and yes. uh, that that's the griffin. Yes, the Gryffindor. No, no, mm. the griffin. Mm, yes, okay. But if yeah. you put it on a door... Then it's the door would be a Gryffindor, yes. Okay. Good. I just wanted to get that out there. I just wanted to get... You do have to paint there. it burgundy and gold, though. <laughs> By law. By law. Or else uh, the, the, the bobbies will arrest you. That Exactly. And it doesn't matter what country you're in. The bobbies will come arrest oh, they'll you. Co- oh, they'll come. <laughs> yeah. They'll come for you. So the Gryffin, uh, in case... Anyone out there doesn't know what a griffin is. It's a legendary creature that is a lion and an eagle. That's right. It has the body of a lion and the head and wings of an eagle. Yes. Sometimes those things get a little, like, there's a little bit of shifting back and forth between. It's like, oh, sometimes it's, you know, it's got talons on its feet and sometimes it doesn't. But the, ba- but the big thing about it, lion and eagle. Yeah. Uh, actually, one thing I noticed while looking into the Griffin, Kevin, is that there's a lot of maybes and sometimes uh, to yes. do with Griffins. So the interesting thing about Griffins is that they actually appear in a lot of different uh, mythology from antiquity. Uh, they pop up in Iranian myths, in Egyptian art, uh, this sort of lion-eagle combination of things. Uh, but the most common term is known by is uh, Griffin. Yeah, yeah. They also appear in some ancient Greek stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and of course, uh, they, they're they very, very popular in Western uh, and Eastern Europe. Yeah. I, I, do, I do believe Greek and Roman is ones where most, most people would know the griffin kind of from. But honestly, the griffin is something that does it that just sort of is a legendary creature. It's hard to be like, oh, it is from greece or anything because yeah yeah it has too broad of an origin for you to be like to narrow it down it's uh, always it's it's always weird to me when we run into the legendary creatures that are that broad of things like in reality what it comes down to is that there's just a lot of cross pollination between mythologies and like you sort of tend to see things like things like that or i mean when it comes down to a lot of the artistry of it is just sort of this is a four-legged beast with a beak and wings, and they're like, "Ah, it's you know, it's is Griffin like?" I mean, a lot when when I think about it and the way that this myth came to be, and there's actually a story I can share here that I found on the interwebs. But um, uh, really, what they the idea of a Griffin is taking like an apex predator in a lion, yeah. Uh, and making it fly, <laughs> uh, which which is even more terrifying. Um, yeah, yeah. The thing that I read says like, well, the lion's considered the king of the beasts, 
and the eagle is the king of the birds. So by their powers together, they're just the king of kings. Yeah, the king of mythical creatures. And this this really does sound like the kid in your class who just got to, like, one-up you. Yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite story that I came across was um, there's some people up near the Ukraine, uh, and there was, like, gold and jewels in the hills, and... Mm-hmm. It's also, for those people who don't know, a hotbed of, like, dinosaur fossils. Yeah. So people would take the dinosaur fossils and then warn travelers about griffins in this one area <laughs> where all of, like, the precious, like, golden gems were so to scare them off from going there. So nice. once again, once again, there are, are stories of people grifting people with mythological creatures. Well, that's not the only grifting that we see. Um, there are... Uh, there's like goblets fashioned from griffin claws, which are actually just antelope horns. Yep. Uh, and griffin eggs, which are ostrich eggs. <laughs> yeah. So I have to imagine they really just have to ma- be up like, we have to make sure that this egg has not been fertilized. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to ruin our thing if an ostrich pops out of this baby when we're like, it's a griffin egg. It's a, it's a, oh, that's just what they look like when they're a baby. Oh, I, but- <laughs> <laughs> the cat half grows later. <laughs> yeah, they'll just get more legs mm. eventually. Um, so I think instead of the king of mythological creatures, I feel safe in saying uh, the griffin is the king of grifters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's, let's go through a little bit about uh, griffins, because other than just what they look like, there's a few things about griffins. Specifically, what I've discovered is that they... Uh, they're known for guarding treasures. Yeah, and we're not saying like in a treasure vault. Yeah, it, there's there's nothing there's nothing I have read that describes them hoarding treasures. No, they just sort of find where treasures are and are like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna say here." <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, "Oh, there's like a vein of gold here. That's a Griffin <laughs> habitat now." Yeah, I I read that story and I really. <laughs> I was funny the idea that a griffin will just find a vein of like a na- like just a vein of gold just one nearby and just be like, well, this is where I'm staying. <laughs> this they is where it's gonna be. For some reason, I find that even more ridiculous than the idea of dragons who like hoard because they're like, oh, we hoard, we go and we find, yeah, uh, yeah. Go and we capture. They just like <laughs> they just find a little bit of wealth somewhere and they're like, I'm gonna stay here forever and just. Fuck up anybody who comes by. Yeah, this wealth is the Earth's wealth. You don't even have to, like, <laughs> want it. You just have to be no. in the area. And they're like, yeah. oh, that's, that's griffin hunting areas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like all the theoretical situations that pop up because of this. Because it says protect, but really it means kill living, like, creatures <laughs> that might be after it. So, like, you could be taking a cart like through the forest and it's full of like the taxes from the nearby towns and settlements for your king and a griffin will just come by and fuck that shit up because there's valuables there <laughs> yeah i'd just be like well that's where that's where i'm being these valuables are staying on this road now Arr. <laughs> this is where this is where the valuables be i mean really griffins are pirates for nature <laughs> yeah you know what fair, fair enough the pirates for nature yeah. Yeah. Uh, some, um, of the thing, some of the things that I think Griffin sort of, like, represent, uh, there's a lot of idea of them representing, like, royalty because, you know, king of 
king of the land and king of the air. All they yeah. needed was like a fish tail, and you'd be like, "My God, king of the sea too." Is the king um, of the, is the king of the sea? Now, just to be clear: is the king of the sea a shark? I don't know. If things get a lot more ambiguous with the sea because while like a great white shark is an alpha predator, um, which most people would designate as a king of a type of typography, yeah. there's also gargantuan like blue whales. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, like you know, they, or, they or like lo- giant squid. Like the, it, it's a lot. Uh, it's a lot sketchier. In the ocean, maybe it's just a blobfish. Maybe maybe we're all wrong, and maybe the king of the sea is that blobfish. It's it's a sun sunfish. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, it's that it's that bonefish, that uh, that bony fish that has no natural predators and just yeah yeah or the lobster. Oh, man, I mean, truly, it should be the lobster. Truly, it should be. Um. <laughs> yeah, the it's, I I I kind of had to look it up to see what people what people are talking about. What could be the king of the ocean? Mm. Um. And there's people arguing great white sharks, yeah, obviously. But yeah. there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of people throwing their uh, their hat in for the orca. Mm. Though, though the problem the problem that they have with the orca is they're considering the o- the orca based on a lot of a lot of like modern day knowledge, where it's like, oh, we now know that orcas are like they're very intelligent. Yeah, they're you know they're but I think it's just what you would look at because when they see the lion, they're like, yes. That lion hunting down its prey and so regal, so regal. And when you see the eagle, they're like majestic eagle c- coming down, just grabbing goats off the ground and dropping them off mountains. I mean, the orca kind of does that with seals; it just flips them like two hundred feet into the air, and then the water impact kills them. I love the idea of some like ancient <laughs> Greek philosopher just being like, "We are, we already, of course, all know that the lion is the king of beasts and the eagle is the king." Of birds, but I'm here on the ocean right now and trying to figure out what is the king of the sea. Holy shit, what did that orca do to that seal? That is bananas. <laughs> That's wild. Holy. <laughs> Somebody th- go get Pythagoras. Tell me. Um, <laughs> someone tell me. <laughs> get Pythagoras. Look and calculate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone tell me if a king would do that. Is that yeah. a thing a king does? I feel uh, but, like that's a king thing. But but back to griffins. Yeah, back to griffins. Uh, in terms of what they symbolize, a lot of people equate their imagery with power and wisdom. Yep. Um, which is, again, a very kingly um, uh, type of quality. Yeah, a lot of stuff with um, uh, being symbols of Jesus because by being both a bird and a cat <laughs> – I mean a beast. Being both a bird and a beast um, – yeah. They're like Jesus, who is both human and divine. So, yeah, yeah, exa- exactly. Uh, I liked this. You, we we all know the song, Jesus Walks His Griffin. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus <laughs> Walks, walks His Griffin. His griffin. <laughs> um, the few interesting facts that I found out about the, the griffin. So in medieval legend, griffins not only mated for life, if either partner died... Th- then the other one would just be alone and never search for a new mate. Yeah. Which is, I don't know why they describe it that way. That's the definition of made it for life. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess it could be you made it for life. And then if one of them dies, then you're like, okay, I guess you, you can go off and do that. But so the yeah, gr- that really, really what you need after made it for life is an yeah. asterisk. 
Yeah, that, w- that that either says unless widowed or even if widowed. Yeah, I need I, <laughs> I I of course need to clarify with all these things. We're just reading like one as with all of our uh, creature features. This is like one thing on one internet site. So yeah. whether or we, not this, we've compiled information from several different sources. So whether or not some of it is just like somebody writing, but that's what all history is. is our mythology is some dude just writing something. So apparently the Griffin is sort of can be seen as an emblem of the church's opposition to remarriage. Yeah, yeah. Now th- um, now that one is very dubious, I'm going to say. I mean, I feel like we can take the mated for life thing. I don't I don't think we need to take all the church stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, we already know that they uh, definitely lay eggs. They're yes. def- they hatch from eggs. We know that um, because, you know, Do, do you have them. anything for sure that we know of griffins cuz I have a list here of some Sometimes things for griffins. <laughs> things we know for sure of griffins. Yeah. For sure. We know they have wings. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I mean, the stuff we've talked about is stuff that we can include. But now there's some stuff where, like, on the sources that I found, they're like, sometimes this. No, let's let's hit some of them sometimes. Okay. So sometimes griffin's eggs are agates. Like a, like a rare stone? Yeah, I guess that might make sense by they by they protect treasures. Maybe they just don't know what their eggs look like, and they're like, <laughs> "Shit, yeah. are those our eggs?" But only sometimes, Kevin. Oh. Sometimes they poop precious stones. Sometimes it's an egg. Oh, oh, um, damn it! <laughs> uh, I found one website that said uh, sometimes they have wings and sometimes they do not, and this was corroborated by another site that said only female griffins have wings. I did see something that said the male griffins don't have wings, but they are spiked. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they, they have spikes and a tusk from their forehead as if they were unicorns yeah yeah um, I, I i will say i've never seen that anywhere else other than where <laughs> i read that yeah yeah that's why i'm including it in the sometimes, sometimes. uh type thing um it's also sometimes um it has a lion head instead of an eagle head, but still has the eagle wings. It yep. still counts as a griffin. Though at that, at that point, it's just a winged lion. It's just a winged lion, yeah. A winged lion, but you know. It's some sure. sort of lion pegasus. Yeah, yeah. 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 Do you have any more uh, dubious things? Um, well, I have um, some fiction that describes the griffin a little differently than uh, the treasure protector description. All right. Um, and that is uh, there are several uh, mythology like uh, uh, modern mythologies like Dragon Age, for instance. Yes. Um, where the Griffins are protectors of an area or a certain type of behavior in <laughs> um, in uh, Heroes of Might and Magic. Griffins will ally themselves with the righteous. Well, I, I mean, uh, I, I would say the protecting an area. You don't know if there's gold under those ground. The the Griffin does though. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um what, yeah. Do you, what do you mean protectors of a thing? Like if somebody does something properly heroic, a griffin will appear or just be like, Don't worry, dude, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Some of the quests in the night faction for Heroes of Might and Magic when they're trying to get like griffins into their uh like creature generation yeah. castles. Yeah. Uh is like you've got to go prove to these griffins that you're worthy of their loyalty. So go be heroic. Like <laughs> I love the idea of people just showing up to Griffins and be like, hey, you want to see something cool? Come with me. And they're like, I want to see where he goes with this. All right. 
I want to see what's going to happen. I, normally, I would... Uh, would this has like, got to be at least 7 out of 10 points of cool, though. Yeah, normally I'd peck off one of your legs if you're getting too close to my sweet gold veins. <laughs> but, you know, you say you're going to do something cool, see what happens. <laughs> I'll give you a rating. Yeah, and, and those are sort of the things that I'm like, well, this is not really parallel to what most other places are saying about Griffin Myth, but it exists, so I, we can include it. I don't honestly mind the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the like, uh, you know, they'll they uh, they they protect you know their their treasures and uh, are th- and things like that. But I mean, they also just like you know, seeing people do heroic things, just things that are like, yeah, sweet, yeah, <laughs> yeah, boy, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. You saved that baby horse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, here's another well, thing. Wait, so, here's so, a- someone did something cool. And they're like, oh. Oh man, I hope a Griffin saw that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Somebody's like that. <laughs> just like, I had a Griffin fly by, just like, cool, dude. <laughs> uh, th- there's also something that's kind of contradictory, but I think is important for us to mention, Kevin. Sure. Uh, so the first point of this information is that horses are Griffin's enemies. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I also read that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Griffins like, I guess horses are their favorite prey. That's I mean, a good way of putting it. I mean, let's be honest. That makes sense. If you are a lion that can also fly and you're also a bird the size of a lion, of course you'd be like, man, there's a lot of meat on that horse right down there. <laughs> yeah, I got to get that Clydesdale. Damn, look at that <laughs> haunch. Yeah. <laughs> I could eat that all day. Uh, but here's the piece of information um, that has been on multiple sites, so we really can't ignore it, that kind of throws it all into confusion. This, yeah, we discussed this beforehand, and this is where yeah. you, dear listener, get a double dose of creature feature. And that's because if a griffin mates with a mare, the offspring is a hippogriff, which is a horse mixed with an eagle. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> So all all of the lions gone. Lions gone. You just get the eagle. It is very very clear in everything I've read that it has to be a mare and a griffin. Yeah, you can't be a stallion and a griffin. Nope, it's got to be a mare. It's got to be a mare and a griffin. Um, you get a hippogriff, which is, I mean, honestly, it's. It's kind of just a Pegasus, though. Some of them say some of them do describe them as, of having the front half of an eagle, meaning they still yeah, have I, like. I think I think in order to not make it a Pegasus, we have to say the front half is still an eagle. So you still have the talons uh, for the. You probably well. I think you also. Ah oh, man, <laughs> the, I hate this because the page that I found that describes a hippogriff shows a Pegasus, and there's like this is a hippogriff. I'm like that is a Pegasus. You shut <laughs> yeah. your mouth. I I think we have to take sort of the Harry Potter idea of the hippogriff, which is a horse behind and an eagle front. Yeah, and that's I think it's the same thing that you get in like um, D and D. Yeah, think centaur, but with an eagle head, (laughs) really giant eagle head and wings. Yeah, really, when you see it, it's just that it's got the um, the talons of an eagle and the head of an eagle and then the butt of a horse. Yeah. Um, Now. When you have the hippogriff, it is described as being really fast. Yep. Being able to fly around the world and to the moon, which means it can breathe in space. That's true. Which it's <laughs> that par- is true. Which its parents do not have. It also says that hippogriffs are tameable, unlike griffins. 
So you can't tame a griffin. No griffin friend. No, but they'll think you're pretty cool. It'll think you're cool. It might help you out a little bit, but you know, it's not going to like carry your dry logs or anything. No, no, yeah, you never, you never tamed it. <laughs> but a hippo, hippogriff, you can tame. I, I, uh, I guess that comes from the horse side. I guess so. It's from it's from the mare side, Kevin. The mare side, yes. From from his mom's side. I mean, a mare is a horse. <laughs> yes. It's just it's just it only works that direction. Which yeah, yeah. I think that's more because though that, like as we said, <laughs> how would a stallion the, seduce? Yeah, a, get a, <laughs> like that would be much harder, especially since like let's be honest, the Griffin is the perpetrator here. Well, I mean, what if that what if the horse would be really cool? I mean, the thing is that like mules also are a male donkey and a female horse. Yeah, uh, the the thing the thing I think, Kevin, is that we know for a fact that horses are the enemies of griffins. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes there are just there are just some deviant griffins who think some horses are hot. Well, I mean, well, I what I read said that's why um uh that's why hippogriffs are a symbols of love. Because his parents are natural enemies, but they found love within within those bonds. See, I I found a similar sentence. It's except it said that's why hippogriffs are symbols of impossibility. <laughs> I mean, love can be impossible sometimes. Uh, I love how one of us found like an optimist's perspective, and the other one found like a nihilist's perspective. Well, I found a French perspective. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. You found a romantic one. Yeah. And they're and they're like, yeah, no, love. It's love. The love yeah, of a the, horse. They're like, uh, listen, have you seen this artist? His name is Seal. Uh, he writes very romantic songs. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. So so this world's <laughs> gonna have to both have griffins and hippogriffs. Yes, but I think I think Kevin, we have to say that hippogriffs cannot produce offspring. No, they're sterile like mules are. Essentially, it's yeah. just we you got, you got a mule. Yeah, you got a mule that can fly. Yeah, did you know to the moon? <laughs> did you know that there is another <laughs> version of like so a, a mule mm-hmm. is the offspring of a male donkey and a mare. Mm-hmm. There is. The opposite of that. Oh. Yeah, there's a a hanny or a hiney. Uh-huh. And it is the opposite. Let's, let's go with hiney because then they can both be called asses. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I might be where it goes from. Um, <laughs> yeah, I and I, I haven't done enough research into the reason why mules are so much more well-known. Than Heinies are. I don't know if it's just probably probably because um, I mean when when you look at a picture of a Heine, it, it looks a lot more thing, like a the horse. The thing is, a, a mule comes from a mare, right? Yes. Um, you know, male horses are just a lot harder to calm down. Stallion, like that's why tame a stallion is a phrase. Oh. Mares are just calmer, calmer. So maybe it was just easily easier to make mules. I mean, that's. That's potentially possible. Um, yeah. I, I think also when you look at a hiney, um, it looks a lot l- more like a horse. Like it doesn't seem to have like the mule thing is like a mule's very um, yeah. strong. It gets a lot of from the donkey, which is very good haul horses. Mm-hmm. Um, it 
it, it just seems like Heinies are it's like just they don't have the same thing going for it maybe some maybe mules were just more useful also also possible possible if that's the um uh, the thing I'm going to say that probably also it's it is henny because this is the word henny is a term of endearment <laughs> in uh, England equivalent to honey. So I'm going to say probably <laughs> is that oh, okay, okay. Well, let's leave it up to our listeners, Kevin. They can go look at what a henny and hiney is on the internet. Yeah, and they can decide if a henny is a hiney. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you guys do that. Um, does I the reason I a- I asked that is because then. Is there the rare opposite of that? There is a hippogriff. Is there a gri- a, a griffin a gri- hip? A grippa a griffa hip? A grippa hip. Um, you know what, Kevin? I think we're gonna have to leave that to mystery because it's time for us to go to commercial. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> This week's episode of The Third Space is brought to you by the Tiny Object Corporation. Hey, you there. Come over here for a second. Uh, okay. Do you find that the world is just too big? There's too many big things out there. Big, terrifying things. And you need something a little bit more tiny? I I guess I guess there are some big things that it would be nice if they were smaller. <laughs> Well, here at the Tiny Corporation, that is what we do. We make tiny things. Many tiny things. Everything tiny. What sorts of tiny things do you make? Well, just look at your phone. Phones are getting bigger. At this point, it's like you have a dinner plate in your pocket. Well, we can bring you tiny phones. Okay, I could see how a small phone could be useful. And what about food? Food is gigantic. You got burgers so big you can't even open your mouth to fit them in. And who wants that? Who wants food so big you can't even eat it? I mean, I've I've seen tiny food on YouTube and stuff. That stuff is is pretty adorable. No, tinier. Like tinier food, tinier burgers, tinier fries. Tiny rice. But rice is already so small. How about hammers? My God, hammers. You have to swing them around and they're so, they could hurt someone they're so big. We're talking about tiny hammers. Tiny hammers for you to do your work with. Uh, yeah, but are, are the nails also tiny? That would be ridiculous. Tiny nails? Tiny nails couldn't fit through a board and make a tiny building unless if you also have a tiny house. Oh, I've, I've heard of those, the small houses. Tinier, tinier than those houses. So tiny, a tiny house that you could live in and feel safe and warm inside. Look, I, I'm having a real hard time understanding why somebody would want something that tiny. I can show you all sorts of tiny things. Just come into my tiny car. Are you trying to tiny kidnap me? Get in the tiny car. We got griffins. I, we got hippogriffs. And to, to end the mystery we left off on, I don't think I don't think there can be a griffa hip. I think it's incredibly rare and it's sterile. So 
I mean, really, when are you going to see one? Really, what has to happen is a stallion has to do something real cool. Yeah, a stallion has to do something so cool, a female griffin's like, all right. A, a stallion has to do something so heroic. Like, essentially, there was... This, this, there was can't, this can't be normal stallion stuff. Not jumping no, what, over fences or running free and wild. No, what I would say is there was a small and quick boom of um, uh, griffin hips right after World War One. With all the war horses, yeah, that's true. The, those war horses are pretty heroic, and people are, and people are like, "There's a lot of griffa hips." And I think what griffa hips are, because here's the thing: if a if a hippogriff gets essentially just the eagle side of things, yeah, I think this is a is the back half of a horse with the front half of a lion. Yeah, so a really fast lion. <laughs> I mean, as fast, yeah, yeah, a very fast. <laughs> it just gets up onto its back leg and runs no, I, two feet like a. <laughs> I, I think it's like a centaur situation where all four legs are horse legs. It's just the the like top is like a lion mane. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's also the horse's head. Yeah, the the point is that it looks pretty dumb, honestly. <laughs> and it's not. And- it's not very useful. And it's sterile. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's a small bone of so we have like like griffa hip skeletons, and occasionally you might find one in the wild somewhere. Yeah. But and then the and most... then you know somewhere somehow a horse did something cool. Uh. <laughs> the the griffa hip is just a is a symbol of knowing that somewhere in some time a stallion oh, there's oh. a fucking cool stallion somewhere <laughs> a cool stallion somewhere yeah and you're like damn that that is a symbol of, of like impossibility <laughs> yeah you're right and you're like oh, damn okay. okay so hippogriff symbol of love griffa hip symbol of impossibility and there's something inspiring about them you see a griffa hip and you're like damn i mean if a stallion can be cool enough to impress a griffin, I should be able to ask that girl out on a date. If if griffin hips can, can exist, man, I can do anything. <laughs> if a gri- if a griffin hip can can run, <laughs> if a griffin hip, man, it's hard to say. If a gri- uh, if, what's uh, it again? Griffin hip. <laughs> I I like the idea that every single time we say it, it changes a little bit because Look. it's so rare that nobody knows how to say it. Look, if a, it's if, a hippogriff, a, a griff, a hip, a a a grip, a fip, uh, a bip, a bip, bip, the whip, bip, bip. <laughs> uh, if if a if if a griff a hip can run across the Saharas of Africa, why did I say Sahara? I'm a savannah. <laughs> no, you said it. I did say the Sahara. multiple Saharas in Africa. The multiple Saharas in Africa. If a hip, if a griffa hip can run across that, then you can be the president of the United States. <laughs> Even if you're Canadian. Even if you're Canadian, because I mean, come on, a horse is something cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's inspiring to see, and you'll see that. That's probably the sim. I, I like to imagine the griffa hip is the symbol of a lot more things than hippogriff is. <laughs> yeah, people just sort of co-opt that image a lot. Yeah, the hippogriff is like, oh, you know, forbidden love, and you're like, that's that's nice, that's sweet, but it's not a griffa hip. Yeah, griffa hip, the name of Kevin and I's new punk band. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. All right, so let's talk a little bit about this world. All right. Now, for one, one thing that I sort of was thinking as we were going through this is there's this weird thing where it it becomes a lot more dangerous to get any sort of sense, like, the thing is that when it says treasure and, like, prize possession, I think it really does, like, this gold is specifically mentioned. Apparently their eggs can look like 
Pre- agates. Yeah, precious stone. Basically. Precious stone. So that is those are both more dangerous to get, but also a lot easier to find. Yeah, because you just look where, where griffins are. Yeah, I I am Pliny the Elder. Uh, do you know Pliny the Elder? Nope. Uh, well, he was a Greek Greek guy. He wrote a lot. He did a lot of medical things. Mm. Um, so he comes up a lot in like the medical podcast I listen to. Anyway, he wrote. The griffins were said to lay eggs and burrows on the ground, and these nests contain gold gold nuggets. So apparently sometimes there'll just be gold nuggets in nests. So, I mean, that's probably not worth your life <laughs> to yeah. go do that. But it does tell you in the area, you know. There's gold, so think there's gold in them hills. How do you know? So I, th- I saw a griffin. So I think there's two ways to essentially get at that. And I think the, um, I think the evil capitalist corporate way of doing it is kill a griffin – then you got the area, and you can kind of just, like, take what you want from it. Yeah. But the little, the way that kind of works a little bit more with nature, you go you go prove that griffin that you're cool. Yeah. You, you're heroic. Exactly. You do something awesome. And then you're like, hey, now that we're, now that we're bros, dude, can I come mine some of that gold? And the griffin will be like, maybe. Depends how I'm feeling. Tuesday. <laughs> um, come back on Tuesday. Do something else cool. Figure it out. Um, there's also a third option, Kevin, mm-hmm. and that is that prospectors are like Indiana Joneses, basically. <laughs> well, you got to hide from the Griffins. Exactly. You got to like get out there and like, okay, I'm, oh, I found some gold. Take it a little bit. Oh shit, there's the Griffin. I got to run. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. I mean, there also you'll probably get some people doing uh, some. I mean, you, the the panning thing is not really gonna be much of a thing because that takes so long yeah, to pan it takes time although the griffin might think that you're not trying to get valuables that way <laughs> well so the thing about panning is the panning is just you trying to find a gold vein and it ha- and it is drifted off into a like you can sometimes find it find it actually in the water but usually the idea is you're doing it in the water to find it nearby yeah so the griffin's probably in that area <laughs> yeah yeah and he's like like huh that guy's hanging out a lot by the river. They're intelligent. They'll figure it out. That's true. They're full of yeah. wisdom, Kevin, and power. <laughs> they're full, full of wisdom and power, but man, they're they're really uh, they're really into some sweet. I mean, <laughs> we say heroics, but as time goes on, heroics would change. I mean, Maybe yeah, a, yeah, definitely. Maybe at a certain point, it'd just be like they're at the X Games, and someone does, and Tony Hawk lands his 900, and Griffin comes by going, Cool! <laughs> You're allowed in my area! Hey, you want to hang out? <laughs> Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. I'm a, I'm a I'm bird. I'm an eagle. I'm a bird, too. <laughs> We're both bird people. Yeah. And here's the thing. You don't say no to a Griffin. No. Also, no. we should be very clear. Griffins can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I yeah, I mean, just like every animal we do here, we the animal speaks its own language that we are translating for you, audience. Yeah, or else you won't get the joke. Because if we're just like, yeah, then you'd be like Tony Hawk, just being like, "What's that Griffin doing? <laughs> Why is that Griffin giving me a thumbs up?" Yeah. Man, my life would be complete if a Griffin gave me a thumbs up. <laughs> Is that you, number one on Kevin's list of what he would do if mythical creatures existed? Punch a unicorn. Number two, get a thumbs up from a Griffin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those are those are pretty much the things I'd want to do, I guess. Yeah, 
What if punching a unicorn makes the griffin kill me? Yeah. I mean, they don't like horses. It's true. It's a twofer then, Kevin. And that's that's just like, a, they're like, that horse is too fancy for it. It thinks it's as fancy as me. I'm a lion and an eagle. Thank God that guy punched that unicorn. Thumbs up. Yeah. it would. You know it would be even cooler to the griffin, Kevin? If you mm-hmm. punched an alicorn. <laughs> that's just the horn. <laughs> yeah. You punch the indestructible horn? That's badass. <laughs> Well, I mean, by that idea, the form doesn't even need to be a, be attached. <laughs> I just have form like, hey, you, hey, Griffin, check this out. Then I take out a horn, I just punch it. And he's like, cool. Shit, that's cool. Except for, for all the, the pedants out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just for you, pedants. Um, just for you, pedants. So we're, so we're seeing a lot of uh, people needing to, like, like, any sort of thing for precious metals becomes a lot more rare. You have to even be careful, I think, about carrying them around. I have to imagine we won't go through that time where, where like, gold, with the gold standard, because that's so dangerous. Yeah, the gold standard is pretty dangerous. Basically, now, when you're wearing a precious metal out in the open and flaunting it, you're basically saying, like, I invite danger into my life. Yeah, it's it's not really seen as a sign of wealth anymore. It's a sign of like, <laughs> fuck you, Griffins. I yeah, guess it's a sign. It's a sign of of being a daredevil, of being yeah, of seeking danger. Because well, because I don't even want to say courage because that's not the definition of courage. Nope, that's not Walk, walking around with a bomb vest strapped to you doesn't make you courageous. No, it makes no. it means you're a thrill seeker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it means. <laughs> Well, I mean, it could mean other things, too. But in terms of the precious metals in this world, it means you're, like, a thrill seeker. I just like the idea of something being like, I'm a daredevil. I just have a piece of C4 strapped to my abdomen, walking around. This could go off at any time if somebody provided the right electrical current for it. Aren't I dangerous and cool? No, you've got a piece of clay on your stomach. Well, I think part of it is also (laughs) there's an idea that um, that wearing all that audacious stuff is that there's a chance, there's a very small chance that depending on the griffin who, like, sees it, might be like, damn, that's some courage from that guy. I'll come down and take it, but I won't kill him. (laughs) I'll just rob this fool. (laughs) Look, look, here's here's what I'm saying. This guy's about to get robbed. (laughs) But he ain't gonna die. I mean, we do know griffins are king of grifters. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's gonna go. To, hey, you're pretty cool. Can I see that that uh <laughs> that necklace you're wearing? I'll wait till he's sleeping. Uh, <laughs> the image, the image of a guy sleeping in his house and a griffin like creaking the window <laughs> open with one talon and reaching in with one of its like eagle talon legs, <laughs> just plucking the neck off. Like, is this? Is this big ass bird? It's the way it's done. Um, <laughs> so, so when someone from across the street looks out their window and just sees him mounted on the side of the house, yeah, just tur- turns to him and just goes, "Don't tell anyone you saw anything." Or yeah. for the pedants out there, <laughs> why do griffins keep on calling at me? Said Tony Hawk <laughs> as he got robbed um, <laughs> by, a by a griffin. Uh, no, I th- I think we'd I think we'd we'd see the gold standard just like cause it's because yes you could get robbed by a person but that's not quite the same as being like having gold around meets a giant eagle lion will attack you yeah it would the thing is is it would probably have to be 
um, some form of not very useful precious metal. Um, I'm probably, we probably see copper coming really early. Well, yes, copper probably, or maybe it's an alloy thing. We go with an alloy standard because those are mostly man-made. But the, the 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 thing there is that the reason that the gold standard is because it was the idea that that is what that metal was worth. Yeah, yeah. So you could say that it might still exist. You just have a much smaller amount of the gold. Yeah. Though yeah. the the question there comes into like if these griffins are protecting gold veins, how much do they care about the the purity of it? They don't. I I guess the idea is there is like if you're still really want to do the gold standard. Then you're just gonna have to be, you know, be like, oh, we, you know, <laughs> this little tiny piece of gold, and we really hope the eagle doesn't see it. Another eagle, Griffin. I mean, I, th- I think probably it would just be easier for somebody to go off something like a copper standard. Well, um, I mean, I, th- I think probably what we'd see is that I think this might revise in the sense that like we just stick with barter systems for so long, yeah, because it'd be, yeah. because it would be so much, because everything the chicken valuable- standard. Well, I mean, we we've have we done we've done dragons before. No, I don't think we have. I guess because they're another thing that we're like they're very obviously known, but it's the idea of like unlike dragons, which are big scary things. The thing is that a griffin by itself is actually not that terrifying. It is a eagle lion that mostly wants to eat horses. I don't yeah. think people honestly would give a a like a a griffin much sustenance i don't think we are a prey for them well especially since i forgot one of my sometimes pieces of information with a griffin oh which is what that sometimes they are eight times larger than a horse yeah like i mean i know they're giant yeah they're like, big the thing is that they're they're not the size of an eagle and a lion they nope. are they're a lot bigger than that so i i don't think humans are like if, if uh, it might be one of those things where it's like i mean if a griffin's starving it might pick up a pick up a person or if a person invades on its territory it's like one of those wild animals yeah where it's i like, agree i agree you you are not its prey but it's not like it's not going to eat you if yeah it, it'll if, still it'll still fuck you up yeah exactly if you get in its way it'll fuck you up yeah uh so but it being still attached to this this system of, of vowels means that that does make it want to <laughs> attack yeah. you yeah it does which is why, Kevin, the only thing that's absolutely going to be the same in both our world and, and this world is that gangster rappers will wear lots of bling. I, I, yeah, I guess to show they're not afraid of Griffin. Yes. <laughs> I love the idea of like be, – because once again, it's, it goes from a show of wealth. So the, the expecting that people wearing it – I mean also you get a lot of like, like punk rock or – um, any sort of any sort of person who wants to look tough, like bikers. Oh, bikers! Bikers just like like biker gangs rolling around. Um, oh yeah, they've <laughs> got griffins painted on the side of their Harleys. Yeah, and and they're just like oh, they're all blinged out in gold. No, none of that black stuff. All gold, uh, super ostentatious. Yeah, to show that they're not afraid of griffins, I guess. And by far, like people be like, oh, it's dangerous. I mean, if you're in a very urban area, the chances of a griffin honestly attacking you are pretty low. Yeah, because why would it be? Why would it be in an urban area? Yeah, exactly. It's it's the equivalent kind of of 
I guess, uh, like, how 50 Cent uh, wore a bulletproof vest. It's like, oh, because he's, you know, because he's expecting he might get shot. It's uh, like... I guess that's sort of the opposite. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it, the opposite. It, it'd be more of if you were wearing like a mag, like a magnetic vest. Yeah, yeah. Or or maybe just a target. <laughs> maybe just a target. Just a target. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just you're wearing you're just wearing a shoot me sign on your back. I think the way griffins would sort of be handled by modern society is kind of like grizzly bears are. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes a grizzly bear will infringe on more urban territory, and then you just try and trick it to go to a someplace else or you like trank it and put it like in a different place where it can live yeah well, i mean i think also it's just we all agree not to let the griffins know that banknotes <laughs> are valuable <laughs> yeah we once we make paper money we're like okay nobody tell any griffins and well, then uh, then tony hawk's like but i see so many griffins yeah well you then don't just don't let them know. That's why we changed eventually over to using primarily cards. Like, oh, f- hell. The Griffins figured out banknotes are valuable. <laughs> All right, everyone. Now we're using Visa cards. All right, everybody. Credit <laughs> cards because they can't see invisible currency. I like the uh, <laughs> I like the idea that, like, maybe someday that one of them figures it out. So you send out Tony Hawk to very patiently explain to it. The fact <laughs> it's like, well, I mean – the card itself is, doesn't have any value. Yeah, Tony Hawk has to go out to the mountains, do a 900, and then explain to a griffin. Just he's standing on a mount talking to a bunch of griffins. Just like there's yeah. a magnetic strip on it, and it communicates that, like, you know, a number that's the sort of like, that has the amount of money that you have. Like, it's pretty much all gone digital. Money is. And Nothing. What the, <laughs> what the griffin he... understands is that magnetism is valuable, so all griffins like migrate to the north and south poles. They're just stealing, <laughs> stealing magnets. They're like, all right, here's what I'm going to say to you. Sorry, griffins. did you say magnets are made out of rare earth metals? Those are my metals now. <laughs> uh, griffins might have kind of misunderstood the situation. Uh, gr- griffins being both very intelligent, but also sometimes very dumb. I mean, um, there's a huge language barrier here, Kevin. There's a, there's a wild language barrier. And all they know is they they, they like to guard. Here's the thing I want to get about. I was like, guarding treasures and, pri- and prices possessions. A griffin doesn't care about gold. He doesn't care about those things. Which means the Griffin is doing it because he knows other people do. Yeah, it, it's it's basically saying you want that, it's mine now. <laughs> like there's an amount it's of it's not even it's mine now. It's like you want that, you can't have it. <laughs> no one gets it. <laughs> Nobody gets this. I'm not going to use it. I'm not taking the my, taking my like gold coins down down to the corner store to get myself a. Bubble gum. I was gonna I say know. sarsaparilla. Sarsaparilla. Uh, <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm doing to make sure no one gets it because they're petty. Which also maybe we're like, oh, they this like is her- where it belongs, Kevin. Well, I think also when people are like, oh, you know, they 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 like heroics and like things like that. Maybe that's just them being being once again very shallow. And they're like, you know what, that was pretty cool. You have a modicum of my respect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so the Griffins are snobby, snobby, I mean, snobby, and petty. I mean, think of all think of how many uh, artwork you see of Griffins with their heads raised in the air. I mean, just yeah, like, yeah, just like hmm. <laughs> They are the, often depicted as majestic beasts. Yeah, or for the pedants out there. Let's be yeah. trying to do a nasal bird. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to make a bird come out of the nasal region. A uh, hoity-toity bird noise. 
It's hard to do. <laughs> yeah, I believe you. I believe you. It's not really two noises that go together. <laughs> uh, we're running up on the end of our time here, Kevin. Is there anything else you want to say about this world? Well, I mean, let's let's dip a little bit as we did at the beginning into the hippogriffs. I mean, hippogriffs are so fast. It means that that's like people probably would try to get hippogriffs to mate with uh, mares by, I guess, making mares a lot more sexy and cool. <laughs> yeah, the, it's kind of like a Bugs Bunny situation, except instead of dressing up to seduce Elmer Fudd, they're dressing up to seduce Griffins. Yeah, because if you get a hippogriff, they're so fast and they're loyal. And they're tameable. And, yeah, that's what I mean. I like to start loyal, and Kevin, yeah. they can take you to the moon. I mean, you'll die, but <laughs> but they'll be fine. We'll be the first country to put a hippogriff on the moon. I like the name also when Griffins figure out. They're like, what do you mean when we uh, what do you mean when we mate with a horse? It can breathe in space. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? Also, weird note, um, Griffihips can also breathe in space. Just how are they going to get there? <laughs> yeah, how are they going to get there? <laughs> they ain't got no wings. Yeah, they can. They can't breathe underwater, though. But no. in space, just they can breathe in a vacuum. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how that works. Well, I'm water like, gets into their lungs and fucks them up. Because <laughs> they will try to breathe underwater. <laughs> yeah. You can't train a hippogriff or a griffahip to not breathe underwater. They'll no, always be no. like, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> I can breathe everywhere else. And you drowned. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Just the idea of somebody's like, I can breathe everywhere else. That's why I can also breathe underwater. Yeah. <laughs> Just, it's a wild leap in logic, but it's not completely illogical. Well, I mean, they also they also can be poisoned by gas. Yeah. But they can yeah. breathe in a vacuum. They can. Um, which means, oh, which means the first astronaut into space, they once they, once they figure out the suit... Once they yeah. figure out the suit, they just put astronauts on a hippogriffs. And they and fly they, up. Fly and they up. go. Although, which means, although there's got to be a big air tank on that astronaut. I mean, yes. Obviously, I mean, they attach to the hippogriff. Um, <laughs> the hippogriffs, hippogriff the, with a bunch of air tanks off yeah, its side. They're very strong. <laughs> this means, Jeremy, that space travel, not maybe not space travel, but like, <laughs> but, but like, setting things up on the moon like you you don't need all of the fuel and the no you just need a team of hippogriffs you just need the oxygen and in tanks hippogriffs and people to go up there and they yeah. go up there and they can build things on the moon because the hippogriffs and, are and kevin take moon rocks back which are then valuable so they get attacked by griffins on the way back down <laughs> yeah you might yeah you gotta be careful about that um <laughs> but that means that that's I, in a world with griffins, we'll have moon bases. And that's good because griffins can't go to the moon. They can't. They can't. They can't breathe in space. God, do they want to, though. <laughs> Why can our children do it, but we can't? What is it about a horse? That yeah, <laughs> fuck those horses. They're back to being our enemies. <laughs> but then they see a cool, sexy mare, and they're like, maybe just one. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're natural enemies of horses, because they're so confused how mating with a horse gives them the ability to breathe in a vacuum. And you so, know what, Kevin? They'll never know, because they're griffins and they don't understand science. Yeah. Well, eventually, in this world, humanity will reach the stars, like... 
I, I mean, I don't I mean, know. It's, pr- it's probably impossible for a, 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 a hippogriff to fly to Mars. It's just it's exponentially farther than the moon. Well, but they're so fast. Right. But they still going to need food. Even if they can breathe in a vacuum, they're still going to need stuff to eat. You can feed them in space. <laughs> Here, have these super frozen oats, I guess. I like how you don't clarify that upon arriving at Mars, the hippogriff dies. Why? Because Mar- isn't Mars's? I'm thinking Venus's. One of their atmospheres is toxic. I think I might be thinking of Venus. Venus's atmosphere is. Does toxic. Mars does not have an atmosphere? No, it's just a very thin atmosphere. So then, the hippogriffs probably wouldn't be feeling great. Yeah, I'd probably get woozy. Probably get woozy. Probably have what? to strap an oxygen mask on that hippo. Uh, no, actually, I guess you just strap a vacuum on its <laughs> mouth. Yeah, yeah, it's weird that way. If you think we need vacuums on our mouths, if you think that when that you if you expected that when we started talking about griffins, we'd figure it out about space travel, then uh, get out of here. Go buy a lottery ticket because that way you could figure that out. Well, maybe before you do that, just leave us a rating or review wherever you're listening to our podcast. You actually do. Leave us a review with whatever lottery numbers you would have picked and we'll just use all of them. Or, you know, a review with what other creatures you think we could bind to create a creature that can breathe in space yeah <laughs> it, it's possible <laughs> apparently science doesn't say it's impossible to start mating creatures together eventually one of them can breathe in a vacuum make sure you give us some awesome names with those have, you can tweet those names at us i'm at mighty fuse i'm at shaman k weir i'm just saying have have we ever sent a mule into space and checked no we haven't I guess, I guess that's true. Maybe a Heine well, could do it. Send, send us your your mule astronaut plans at Third Space Cast. <laughs> uh, send us an email at thirdspacepodcast at gmail.com. Or check out our website at thirdspacepodcast.com. And our theme song is Balrog Boogie by the Elba Swing Orchestra. Join us next week on the Third Space. What? Join us. I don't I don't really know what this is. Come and join us. I'm just going to sort of do the uh do the thing. Um you're a cool person who lives in a cool place. Join